My name is Matthias Finger. I'm the director of the Florence School of Regulation Transport Area. I'm here with uh, Jean-Michel Glachon, who is the director of the Florence School Energy Area and also the director of the entire Florence School. So we have been working together for a long time. This is actually, we are at this eighth conference on the regulation of infrastructures. And over the past years, this happens every year, and over the past few years, we're now moving gradually into digitalization because digitalization appears to permeate all the infrastructures. We are here covering transport and energy, but there are more and uh, more infrastructures than that, uh, water and telecoms and things like that. And uh, I think we're at this conference and in general here at FSR, uh, we are trying to understand what digitalization does, you know, what opportunities it creates in energy and transport, in infrastructures more generally, what challenges it creates, and then whether there is a need to regulate and how to regulate should we decide. So I think we'll have a, an interesting discussion with, uh, with Jean-Michel on... <laughs> on what what happens in energy and transport and what the trends are and how we would go about it. But maybe Jean-Michel, you would... Yeah, okay, I'm Jean-Michel from Energy Area Front School. Digitalization in the... I, w- I will take only electricity to simplify. Huh? Digitalization in the electricity sector is not new. Anything being new in the electricity sector comes from digitalization, the opening of wholesale markets. Before digitalization, wholesale trade was impossible. Roughly, it did start in 1990, 30 years ago, with computers, algorithms, uh, softwares, we can trade in the wholesale market. But it started B2B, business to business, big consumers being the industry to big producers being the utilities. It took 10 years to think, why not to expand the wholesale market to the retail consumers, the individual consumers? And then it has been built, the retail market has been built as an extension of the wholesale permitted by digitalization applied to methods and then to grids. So grids have been digitalized and meters have been digitalized to deal with the wholesale market. And we thought till 2015 that it was it. It was done. To discover that not something else could be added. Why not to reintroduce the retail unit, the individual consumers, into the wholesale as selling the fact that they will consume less. That's very strange, but it can be interested to consume less instead of producing more. These are being made by intermediaries named aggregators. Then we thought, it's up, everything is up. We, we have a successive wave, B2B, B2C, C2B, it's up. No, a total revolution was still to come at the general supply. <laughs> After 2015, we did start to understand that smartphones are changing the world. Individuals are becoming smart. Where are individuals in the electricity world? Nowhere. Can individuals enter? Yes. 
What's the, what's the buzzword? Peer-to-peer. Individuals can sell to individuals. Individuals can buy from individuals. Nothing in the electricity sector has been conceived for this. It has entirely been conceived for big guys. And then this revolution, peer-to-peer, has ceased to be built, to be understood. And that's the next challenge for the electricity industry and for foreign school too. It's totally new. Okay, so Jean-Michel takes a little bit of historical approach, and I think this is interesting because there we see the big differences. In, in, in transport, of course, I can also go back, and, and, and uh, Jean-Michel, you are totally right. Digitalization is not new. You know, it's, it's a product of even the 70s we started to discuss in the last century, you know, of information society and things like that. And indeed, in transport, digitalization, I see two things uh, play the role. First, you know, we have these huge networks, and digitalization actually helped to manage the networks better, like trains, interaction and congestion, air traffic, without digitalization, we could not have increased the volumes of airplanes in the sky. So so similar kind of trend. And then there is something new that may be different in energy is uh, the reservation platforms, the digital reservation platforms, you know, travel agencies, concept buying, having access to the different offers. So there was the same, that, that was the first sort of consumer involvement, but it were intermediaries. They were not final consumers. It were the travel agents that had access to the platforms. And, and so, so I think we, we, it's interesting to look at historically we got there. And then we get, I think that's where the similarities start. We get to the smartphone where the individual has it. And what we have in in transport now is transport platforms, which are not just buying an airline ticket or a train ticket, but starting to to buy intermodal services from A to B. Mobility as a service, it doesn't still integrate everything, but I think that's the real novelty in the last five, six years, is these mobility platforms that, do not just cover each of the transport sectors, but integrate the different transport, transport sectors. And those are platforms. Uh, they own no assets. Uh, they just intermediate between the different offers and integrate the timetable, integrate the ticketing, and start to offer services. Uh, and, and, and there may be some convergence at some point because why not integrate energy into these platforms or integrate mobility into the energy platforms or maybe just merge where, where you know, you have, you, can, you have a car and you can, sell, you can sell your electricity, but you can also you give the car to somebody else uh, and, and lend it. So, so I think that's where we, we now, uh, and historically at Florence, we started very se- in a very separate manner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we now yeah. see that things, you know, converge. We were friends, but we, <laughs> we were unable to work together. But we were friends, that's the only thing. Now we can work together. Yeah, because we really have many things in common, you know, and those are, it, it's a very similar mechanism. Um, and I think what the kind of question we are asking is, 
how does that challenge our industries, the traditional energy or transportation industries? And they are not even, you only talked about electricity, but we can add gas, we can have uh, district heating, we can, you know, there, uh, how, how does it challenge transport? And suddenly, in, only to stay in transport, we have to look transport as a whole. We cannot just say, here are the cars and here are the trains. You know, I, yesterday I was in, in, in Switzerland talking uh, about, so we have an office of road and then we have an office of rail. But, you know, what is really interesting is, is the link between the bo both, because people want to take the train, but if they cannot find the parking, they will take the car. So, 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 you know, it's these kind of integrations, I think, that really force us. And digitalization allows for these kind of things now. So it's huge opportunities, but of course it's challenges and we're trying to find out what exactly the challenges are, what to do about the challenges, if we should do something about the challenges. You know, it's, it, I think we're at that stage, no? Or are we further, Jean-Michel? Um, regarding regulation of digital platforms, as in my mind, the wholesale electricity market is a digital platform since 30 years. We know that we need a type of regulation, and we have it. It's roughly transparency integrity. If you have transparency integrity, but it's business to business, so you have only big guys. So if information is transparent and nothing is uh, illegally done under the table, that's fine. When you come to B2C, business to consumer, or I said there is a new look, consumer to business, You need protection because asymmetry of players is too big. An individual consumer, even if informed, cannot understand the information. Asymmetry of knowledge is too big. So we need to protect consumer on the top. So we have transparency, integrity, plus protection of consumer. When it comes to peer-to-peer, -peer, we do not know because they are assumed to be the same. So, what is a good regulatory frame for peer-to-peer? -peer? Uh, I would like to know. I will be frank with you. I'm director of a school of regulation. I do not have a clue. I will work half of my holiday on it in August. Only to identify issues, and it will take me one year to work on the identified issues, only in, starting in August. Today, I'm able to tell. And maybe one, I totally agree on that, uh, but maybe one additional thought still. You know, many of these infrastructures in which we work, be it electricity or rail or, you know, they had public service missions. There were some public policy objectives behind it. Good point. Good point. And, and, and uh, you know, I think the question we have to work on is how do we do pol public policy in this digital world? <laughs> You know, and, and, and you know, I, my thinking, but I'm, I'm not further ahead than Jean-Michel. You know, my thinking is somehow public policy have to be introduced into the algorithms when the algorithm tells you take a bike or here take a train or it's better to take a taxi, you know. And we want to do public policy. We, we want to get off the road and put on public transport. But from the algorithm points of view, you give the most efficient, the fastest, the best, you know. So how do we introduce these kind of things 
uh, is that regulation? I'm not even sure it's regulation in the standard. You know, traditionally we did this with public service obligations and things like that, but this goes much further. Uh, if you if you remember that roughly in electricity individuals were not existing, while of course of course cars, bikes, etc., plane tickets are, are individual since the beginning. If you remember this, the way the re, uh, electricity grids, electricity markets are being regulated are very particular. The grids have been regulated at the distribution level where the individual consumers are with socialization of the costs, politization of the benefits. What is a good distribution grid is said by a public authority and not by the users. What is the right allocation of the costs is said by a public authority is not said by the users. This world is totally alien to peer-to-peer. Peer-to-peer, it is me willing to do something with him because he is him, not because he is regulated. Or, so he has, he has to define what it can give me being good, and we have to agree on the cost and I want to share it. But person to person, it does not exist. It's totally alien to the regulation of electricity grids, So it's a big, 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 big challenge. And just to take an example from transport, you, you see, so mm. the the prices of the cars or using the car, you know, has some price we can exchange on, on that basis. The gas costs so much, the car tax costs so much, what, what, whatever. And the train has another price and is heavily subsidized by the public sector. The car almost pays everything by itself, you know. You can still say, oh, it's too cheap, but that's the... So when you start to do peer-to-peer -peer across these things, there are market distortions wherever, you know, you can look at it as market distortions, but those are ultimately public policy objectives. We want the gas to be cheap. We want the train to be accessible. And, and how to put that into the digital world, I think here we have a, we have a big challenge together. Yeah, of course. Finish. Well, to conclude, as you can see, me, as the director of the school, I know very little. I'm even unable to give a list of key issues for peer-to-peer. Peer-to-peer well, -peer is the things everybody discusses. And I was yesterday in Berlin in the Energy Web Foundation annual summit. They are all working on peer-to-peer. -peer. But me, I have nothing to say. I do not know yet. Well, you see that uh, Matthias knows more than me because individuals in transportation do exist since yeah. a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I think one of our role, at least in our conference today, is you know, to just put some clarity into the thinking. Uh, because there's a lot of confusion. Uh, there is a lot of hype. Uh, on the other hand, it is real. You know? So... so, so What is hype? What is real? And, and my thinking today goes more into what are the different perspectives on this? Uh, you know, there is a public policy perspective. There's a market perspective. There is an innovation perspective. There is a startup culture perspective. And they're all valuable. They're, they're all correct. 
But depending on how you look at these things, you will go at it very differently. We'll yeah. regulate or not regulate. You will regulate this and not something else. So I think that's our role, at least for the next year, to just help people think more clearly. Fully agree.